Welcome to Third Space, the podcast that aims to fill the yawning gap between the Christian church and secular culture. In particular, this global crisis we find ourselves in and all of the implications we find for living in wartime. I'm David Robertson. And I'm Steve McAlpine. In this episode, we're taking a look at education in wartime, big business. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Well, we probably need some education uh, and there's plenty of education to go around in Australia at the moment because did you know that education and specifically tertiary education is one of our nation's biggest export items? Yep, it's third biggest behind iron ore and coal. Education in Australia is big business. In fact, one of the vice chancellors of a national university, who shall remain nameless, is on $1.5 million a year for that role. Others are regularly on over $700,000, more than the Prime Minister earns. Uh, But as recently as last year, the federal opposition said that we were far too reliant on our education export on a handful of countries, uh, China and India in particular, and that we needed to diversify uh, the university sector, and particularly as we uh, go through different stages in, uh, in life. And this was before COVID-19 crisis, uh, how much more diversity we need now. But in an era when global travel is now severely restricted, where does that leave the education sector? What is going to happen to this export commodity? And, and what does that in particular say more widely about education? Uh, People have been homeschooling or uh, learning online, as we're told, uh, for uh, secondary and primary education and tertiary. And the post-COVID-19 education world may look very differently to what we've got now, for example, what we've had before. It's certainly going to be leaner and meaner, and university education will be at the forefront of that. Steve, you know... This is such a huge and such an important question. And I do think that in this current crisis, that education, particularly in the Western world, is going to be phenomenally changed. And it actually does need to be changed. So maybe there's an opportunity here. But when we were, you know, Pink Floyd's song, um, We Don't Need No Education, that resonates with a lot of people. Uh, we do need an education, but what kind of education? And when we're talking about it, with that, with that song and with everything else, it all depends on what you mean by educate, education. So how would you, if we're talking about this, people are hearing the word educate and they're hearing different things. What do you mean by it? Well, that, well the, you think of the song, don't you? We don't need no thought control. Uh, yeah. Education in that song has moved from formation and perhaps uh, a pedagogy of coming alongside someone to help them as they think through things to uh, perhaps um, a a form of thought control. You'll think this way, you'll do this, and you'll come out the other end looking like this, like whatever. And uh, the humanities has struggled with that in recent years, you'd have to say, uh, what's going on there. There's a big um, cultural war going on there. Um, 
what was it like for you university back in 1350 when you were at oxford dave was it 1350 <laughs> well, or 1450 uh, yeah I, I i went i went to the university of edinburgh many many moons ago i was the last of a generation i'm i'm a dinosaur in this sense because i went to university to get an education not to get a job um and yeah. I, I meet virtually almost all the students I meet now are there to get training for a particular job. They're looking at a career, a career which has been designated for them since they were 12 years old. The concept of going to university to get an education seems rather bizarre. Why would you study philosophy? In all the main European universities, before you did anything, you had to study philosophy and theology. Um, and I wonder why this has happened, how university have universities have changed over the decades what's your thoughts about that hmm. well look I, I went through uni in the 80s to begin with when i did an arts degree and it was very much wow they're going to teach me stuff that seems like it would have no traction in the real world and it was sort of the the cultural critical theory uh there was a the postmodern sort of deconstruction idea of, of what education needed to do is if education was supposed to pull everything down and then replace the building blocks with something else now, that's perhaps in the humanities, but from what I'm sp uh, speaking to people in other sectors of education, people are so busy, they're working part-time or full-time, and university is just sort of like plug and play for busy people. You do this unit online, that thing, no one comes to campus, so there's not a formation together as much as there used to be. Universities are much more administratively operated, and the administration... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's part of the issue, isn't it? How much money is spent on administration in the university these days compared to education? Yeah, I, I think it, the, it's a bit of a truism, but I think they've become much more businesses. Education in that sense now is much more big business than it is about um, educating people. I, I use this phrase quite a lot. I think that universities should be renamed, many of them anyway, monoversities because they only allow one viewpoint and they don't encourage people to think for themselves. Um, but as we move forward, what do you think it would look like for our universities to look leaner and meaner, as you said? Because my fear is that our universities could end up just becoming the playground of the rich. Yeah, look, I, I think that's possible too. And look, I, <clears throat> I went through uni in the days of, uh, you know, you could get a free education and now you've got to pay for it afterwards. Um, leaner and meaner uh, has different understanding of, you know, what, what do we need to offer to people? My brother is a senior academic in, the, in Australia and uh, works for a major part of a university which has links with uh, research and industry. So one of the things it's going to have to do is say the end product of some of it has to be will this work in the real world? I uh, don't know how much the English department's going to figure that one out sometimes, but surely it's not going to be looking for as much money from overseas and surely it's going to become much more national-centric. In other words, you're not going to get students to sign up to cheap and cheerful products that are going to expand the university. They're going to have to tighten things and maybe outsource some things to other non-university uh, kind of uh, education systems. So, you know, leaner and meaner would be the way to go in a post slightly post-global world at the moment yeah i think a post in a let's just call it a post-covid world um a yeah. pc world uh you know is it true that because it's certainly true in the united kingdom that university was being pushed for everyone our polytechnic colleges our training colleges were all being turned into universities um 
And as a result, maybe about 50% of the population went to university, but a lot of them, for a lot of people, it was just a waste of money and time. And I wonder if in this new world, this new PC education world, what it might look like to shrink the size, whether universities actually might become maybe a little less job training and a little more about um, the arts, music, science, and so on. Or or do you think they're just all going to become technical colleges? Well, there isn't anyone that's come out of a university that an employer has said they're job ready unless they've done some serious job work. But you're right about pushing university for everyone. It's like in um, The Incredibles where Syndrome, the evil character, is trying to get everyone to have superpowers. And he says, because when everyone is super, no one will be. So if everyone can go to university, you're going to have to lower the level of entry. Uh, but not everyone wants to go to university and university doesn't prepare everyone for every job. And there's perhaps a middle-class snobbery about if you haven't gone to university, you haven't done well. And in Australia especially, uh, a trade can earn you a lot better <laughs> and have a better job satisfaction and is a necessary job. You have to ask the question in these COVID times when we say key workers and essential workers, not all of them are university trained. There are plenty of essential workers that we've had to have that are trade and certificate trained. So it might shrink the size of the university and also shrink its ego and its uh, the sector's uh, desire to sort of churn up everything and make everything a degree because it's, it's about money in the sense as well. Yeah. Once there's money involved, don't you reckon? Yeah. Well, when my mother went uh, was became a nurse, she did nurse training. She didn't go to university. Now you do nurse, you have to go to university. So my daughter's at university, or she was, she's now a qualified nurse. Um, was it necessary to go to university, to call it a university, to do a nursing degree? Is my daughter a better nurse than my mother? Um, and likewise with social work and with things like that. So I, I wonder sometimes the pressure comes from parents to say to their kids, well, you've not really made it unless you go to university. But you know this, I would have been happy for my son to be a plumber. Uh, I mean, education is not about status, is it? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you finish with a, a couple of thoughts about that. Yeah, well, I would have been happy for my brother to become a plumber, and one of my brothers did. <laughs> but he did that after going to university for a year and a half and saying, there's no way I'm going to be stuck inside and has diversified in many areas. He's very smart. He's what I call a non-tertiary educated intellect. And that would be my key issue. It doesn't make you smarter going to university. There are plenty of smart mm -hmm. intellectual people who haven't gone to university and we don't want to get into a snobbery about it. So that would be my issue. Leaner and meaner would be the way to go. Okay, Steve, I'm actually quite um, excited about this, believe it or not, because education to me is so important. And I think education was just heading all of the wrong direction. I wouldn't have wanted it this way. I think a bomb has been placed under the education system. I think education and tourism and travel will be the three main areas affected most. It could go either way. This could become worse or better. What do you see as the future of education now in a post-COVID world? Well, maybe it's going to uh, be the, the crisis we had to have to say that money and big business has driven university education, tertiary education specifically, for too long. And you hear, 
you know, the horror stories of students who can hardly speak the local languages being passed in units by lecturers because that's how the money comes in. That diminishes the whole standard of a university education and brings it to naught. So it will have to be leaner and meaner. And we'll have to think about the kinds of things that we offer at those universities rather than simply offering, uh, you know, all these different kinds of courses. It'll have to shrink it in a little. But that might be a good thing. It might as in any crisis, uh, the COVID-19 crisis will change education and the, and the business side of it. But education has always adapted. It always has done that. And, you know, you look back in history, there were riots at Oxford when you were there in the 13th and 14th centuries uh, over various issues. And uh, so education has always come under pressure and change has always occurred because of that pressure. And if change doesn't occur because of the pressure, it dies. So I think there's a good refining process going on. And we may take a step back and think about what the opposition did say last year. Maybe we should pre prepare our university sector for situations that we hadn't previously uh, thought would happen because we were a bit bloated. And this is now going to give us the chance to streamline things and think about core practice a little more. Now, another member of the Eternity Podcast Network is, with all due respect, with Megan Powell, Dutois, and Michael Jensen, uh, demonstrating you can talk about the top issues of the day without having to batter your opponent to death. It's a, a great discussion format, and they're able to disagree. I think it sh shows and mirrors and demonstrates how to have constructive dialogue in today's sometimes destructive society. Go to eternitypodcast.com to enjoy with all due respect. Thanks for entering Third Space with us. Coming up next episode, you've heard about education and the big business side of it. Uh, next episode, we get much more personal. Yes, we do. We do, David. We're going to be tackling the way uh, COVID has influenced our impression of education at home. Scary words, homeschooling. Uh, what does that mean? Some people have uh, very diverse opinions on that. How might a Christian respond to the whole idea of uh, not just online learning from teachers external to us, but us teaching our kids uh, using materials that we've been given from home? So that'll be a... a, a an interesting topic because there's very diverse views on it. So until then, uh, great to speak to you all and we look forward to uh, that topic with you next time. And it's uh, goodbye from me as well. See you next time. Third Space is hosted by David Robertson and me, Stephen McAlpine, and produced by Janelle Muller, editing by Peter Laverock. Third Space is part of the Eternity Podcast Network, an audio collection showcasing the seriously good news of faith today. So head to thirdspace.org.au, and there you'll find show notes and other things related to our episodes, and you can go into those. And then click onto our Facebook page if you wish to join into the debate. You've been listening to the Eternity Podcast Network, eternitypodcasts.com.au.